this has national implications. It's a Georgia story with huge national implications. Uh, Congressman Doug Collins is expected to announce he's running for the Senate against Kelly Loeffler today. Uh, before you cheer on this, we need to have a conversation about this. I, I think he's making a big mistake here. And I like Congressman Collins tremendously. Uh, he's a fine guy. I, I'm, I'm not going to be critical of him. I know he would like to get in the Senate. He's not happy being in the minority in the House. Uh, he does think he will be more supportive of the president than Kelly Leffler long term, and maybe he will. She has not done a great job of defining herself yet. She's still an unknown. Uh, she's got some, some campaign fundamentals that need to be worked on. But here's the problem. According to the law in Georgia, uh, when a vacancy opens and the governor appoints someone to fill that role for the U.S. Senate, there's a what's called a jungle primary or jungle ballot. That is, all the Republicans and all the Democrats uh, pile under the ballot together. The governor picked Kelly Leffler for a number of reasons. Uh, Kelly Leffler is a, a self-made woman, a careerist. Uh, she is a billionaire in her own right and then married a billionaire. Uh, she owns an NBA, a WNBA team. She owns the New York Stock Exchange uh, with her husband. She has a background in cryptocurrency. Uh, she grew up on a farm. She's a self-made person. And the governor wants to expand the Republican base in Georgia at a time demography in Georgia is changing. She's unquestionably a conservative. She has raised money for the Republicans here in Georgia a number of years. She backed Mitt Romney. She backed Donald Trump. Uh, Leffler is in uh, fundamentally a conservative, though not a conservative activist. And she's got money she can spend to help keep the state uh, Republican. She has cash on hand for her campaign now, um, a sum equivalent to all the money raised by Governor Kemp to run in 2018. Leffler has on hand now $22 million. She gave herself uh, $20 million. She's got two additional million. She's got $22 million. Governor Kemp raised $22 million to run his race. Uh, so Collins will have to, to raise an exorbitant amount of money, but here, here's, here's the thing. And this is the problem. And this is why I think Doug Collins is making a mistake under the existing law in Georgia, all the Democrats and Republicans pile in together. And the Republican calculus had been that, uh, the Democrats would flood the zone with a bunch of candidates. They wouldn't be able to contain themselves. And it is happening. Ralph Warnock is getting in. Uh, you've got Matt Lieberman is already in. There are a couple others who are getting in. And, uh, on top of that, you'll just have Kelly Leffler. So the Democrats will divide their vote. If Leffler gets 50% plus one vote, she automatically gets back into the Senate. She doesn't have to go into a runoff. If Leffler uh, makes it to a runoff and, and a Democrat is able to get enough votes to get her into a runoff, then Leffler has a bigger war chest than that Democrat, and, and Republicans tend to do better in runoffs in Georgia than Democrats. So the advantage is absolutely to the Republicans in a jungle primary, and the Democrats know that. The Democrats also know that the Speaker of the House is no friend of Brian Kemp. He has now decided to scuttle Brian Kemp's adoption reform effort in the state. 
He has tried to scuttle a number of other Brian Kemp initiatives, and now he wants to scuttle uh, the Kelly Leffler pick, not just scuttling the Kelly Leffler pick. He also wants to uh, help Doug Collins, who was a loyal lieutenant of his in the House. Now, the Speaker of the House in Georgia is scandal-plagued at this point. He's going to be an issue in the campaign in 2020. The Speaker of the House helped a number of, of uh, criminal defendants and denied justice to a number of victims, dragged those cases out for a while, Advertisements have already been shot by some of the victims uh, that will be used in the general election. I know because I've played audio of these victims and I have heard from several asking me to stop playing the audio uh, because of this campaign the Democrats want to run. And I've been trying to tell the Republicans this. So along comes Doug Collins, who wants to run for the Senate, who lobbies aggressively for the Senate pick. And by the way, one of the reasons that Doug Collins did not get picked by Governor Kemp, there were two main reasons. One, the governor's office felt like they needed someone who could raise a massive amount of money and self-fund, and and that would be Leffler, not Collins. And two, they needed someone who could expand the base, uh, and that was Kelly Leffler in the suburbs, not Doug Collins, who could bring out the Republican base, but could he add to the base? Could he expand the party? And their calculus was that she would have an easier time than him. But there's a third reason as well. The third reason is they did not want to set a precedent for bullying the governor to get picks. And uh, the governor's office felt like there was a bullying campaign by Trump supporters and others to make it Doug Collins. And it would make the governor look weak and it would make him look like a Trump lackey if he went that way. When the governor has worked very hard over the last year and a half to show himself to be his own man. And that has worked for him. He is at above 50% in every poll out there on his popularity. The governor is hugely popular right now. A lot of the people who voted against him in 2016 or 2018 are saying they'll vote for him in 2022 because he's proven to be a conservative, but also his own man. And that matters. The the diehard Trump supporters, however, uh, don't like that. The diehard Trump supporters want him to show express fealty to the president, and they're mad at him over the Doug Collins thing. So, so here's the state of play now. The Democrats in Georgia do not want a jungle primary. The Democrats in Georgia want to rewrite the rules and change the way the election will be conducted, even though we're already into the process. The process has begun. The process began the moment Kelly Loeffler was sworn in. And the Democrats don't like that process, so they want to change the rules. And they are working with the Speaker of the House, David Ralston, to change the rules. Yes, David Ralston, the Republican Speaker of the House, is working with Democrats in the State House to undermine Governor Kemp. There is no other way to put it. He is undermining Governor Kemp in this effort, and you need to understand that's what's happening. He's working with Democrats. The governor, well, the Secretary of State asked the um, asked everyone to change the date of qualification for this jungle primary. The reason the Secretary of State wanted to change the date for qualification is because he's worried about being able, if there are a bunch of people on the ballot, he's worried about being able to get ballots printed and sent to soldiers, sailors, and and airmen abroad and Marines and have our armed forces uh, abroad be able to vote in November. And so he asked for the time for qualifications to be brought back uh, when everybody else is qualifying. The Democrats have seized on this request from Brad Raffensperger to get the Speaker of the House to go along with setting up a primary. Now, again, 
The Republicans were banking on there being a jungle primary. You would have all the Democrats piled on the ballot with Kelly Loeffler. The Democrats would split their vote up. Kelly Loeffler would win without a runoff. It would save taxpayer dollars. It would ensure her reelection or her election. Uh, it, it would be good for the Republicans in the state. It would be one less race on which they need to spend a bunch of money when they're trying to keep the House and the Senate. Well, the Democrats are working with with the speaker to create a primary process, which is a fundamental change of the rules while the game is already being played. They want to have the speaker is a Doug Collins friend and wants Doug Collins to run against Kelly Leffler. He wants to beat the governor and he wants to beat Kelly Leffler. He also wants to beat conservatives. You need to understand this. It, it, it is somewhat interesting here. Uh, that Collins is perceived as being more conservative than Leffler, and yet the Speaker wants to use Collins to beat the conservatives. Why? Because conservatives in Georgia are showing a good bit of loyalty to Brian Kemp, and the Speaker, therefore, is upset with conservatives showing loyalty to Brian Kemp, and he thinks they need to to be humbled. And uh, one way to humble them is to divide them from the governor and, and try to force a split on the conservative side between uh, Leffler supporters and Collins supporters. The speaker has managed to maintain his position for so long by dividing conservatives and believes that a primary would divide the conservatives and keep them fractured and keep him in power uh, so that no one would be able to unite against the speaker. So creating a primary helps the Democrats and helps the speaker divide the conservative base. It hurts Leffler and it hurts the Republicans. Now, the reason it hurts Leffler, obviously, is because she'll have to go into a primary. Uh, undisputedly, Doug Collins is a hero to a lot of people in the impeachment trial and the like. In, in the like. He's, he's a personally great guy. Uh, he's a good man. He's a good congressman. He is a conservative. And Leffler will have to run in that race with him in that primary. But what it also does is it gives the Democrats an advantage to be able to consolidate behind one person. Uh, see, if you remember, you've got David Perdue on the ballot in November as well. And with Perdue on the ballot in November and uh, Leffler on the ballot in November, the Democrats are going to have a bunch of candidates because while Perdue's race would go through a primary and you will, it'll be between Sarah Riggs Amico, Teresa Tomlinson, John Ossoff, uh, there will only be one Democrat to focus on. But on the uh, but in the Leffler race, there could be five Democrats to focus on, and it will prevent even the Democrat running against Perdue from getting the message out. And... So by consolidating a primary and making a primary for Leffler as well as Purdue, it allows the Democrats to consolidate behind two candidates, one for Purdue and one for Leffler. So the Democrats will be better able to focus their message. Doug Collins doing what he's doing with the Speaker and the Democrats fundamentally changes the rules of the election as the campaign's already begun. And it hands a huge advantage to the Democrats by allowing the Democrats to rapidly consolidate behind one person for Purdue and one person for Leffler instead of having a million candidates running and no unified message. But there's another thing it does as well that hurts the Republican Party. In addition to fracturing, and, and let's be clear here, the Speaker of the House understands this. The Speaker of the House in Georgia understands this is going to fracture conservatives, not just at the state level, but at the national level as well. There will be a lot of conservatives who want to rush in and help uh, Doug Collins at the national level. They will, and and they'll be right to. Doug's been loyal to them. They'll be loyal to Doug. But there will be a lot of people who come in and they want to help Governor Kemp as well because Governor Kemp has earned a lot of friends. 
and you'll have the pro-life movement now split because a lot of the pro-life groups in D.C. that were skeptical of Leffler, she's won them over now, and so they'll be split on the race. So what will happen is you'll have a bunch of divided resources pouring into the state, and you'll have a bunch of Republicans spending money in Georgia on a Senate seat when, oh, by the way, look over here, the General Assembly is in danger of going to the Democrats. Collins getting in means for every new dollar that goes into that race, there's one less dollar going to protect the General Assembly and redistricting is coming. Collins getting in increases the odds of the Democrats taking back the state house because of all the resources that will pour into the Senate race that would otherwise go to protecting the House and the Senate. This isn't a good thing for the GOP in Georgia. This this divides the GOP in Georgia at the very moment it needs unity. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to this, but the state Republican Party does not have a lot of money in the bank. And Leffler was going to be able to help fund the state party and get the state party back on its feet. And now she's not going to be able to do that because she's got to protect her seat. I don't fault Doug Collins for wanting the seat. Again, he's he's now in the minority in the House. He's not in the majority. He's not a committee chairman. The House is not going to go back to the Republicans in 2020. He would like to go to the Senate. He doesn't want Nancy Pelosi as speaker. And I get that. I, I fundamentally get that. But I also get and understand that by him doing it this way, by working with the Democrats, by working with the Speaker and the Democrats to do this, he's making it harder for the GOP to consolidate in Georgia. He's making it harder for conservatives to unite in Georgia. He's making it harder to hold on to the state house in Georgia. He's making it harder to hold on to the state Senate in Georgia. He's making it harder for the GOP to rally in Georgia. He's making it easier for the Democrats to unite behind one candidate. He's making it easier for the Democrats to consolidate their message. He's making it easier for the Democrats to find core talking points. He's making it easier for the Democrats to get to November. He's making it easier for the Democrats and harder for the Republicans. And again, I like Doug, but this is a mistake. This is a mistake. I understand that he wants it. And I understand he's popular, and I like the guy too. But this starts a civil war on the Republican side, and who's actually pulling the strings here? It's not Doug. It's the House Democrats and the Speaker who hates the governor. And there's one more thing you need to consider, one more thing you need to understand. This is a race the governor has to win. This is a challenge to the governor's authority. The governor must win this seat. The governor must win this race. The governor must make sure Kelly Leffler wins because if he doesn't, then he's going to be a lame duck even though he could potentially serve another term. This is a direct challenge to the speed to to the power of the governor by the speaker of the house, a man who does not have conservative interests at heart. And the people who are supporting Doug should ask themselves, why is a Speaker of the House who has shown nothing but unbridled hostility to conservatives trying to do this? It has everything to do with dividing conservatives and helping the Democrats. And Doug Collins should not be the pawn of the Speaker and the Democrats. And that's what he's become. The quest for power does things to people. And I would love to see Doug Collins in the Senate, but it's a mistake for him to do it this way. 